everybody, welcome back. Here we are again with another A to Z podcast episode. I am Freddie Inferno, the A. And I'm Kevin Zambrano, ESPN Zambrano, the Z of the podcast. And here we are back again with some more sports talk. Just uh, going over some Houston stuff to start with. We're going to start with the Astros today. Uh, there's been quite a few moves going on involving the Astros and mm-hmm. players leaving, resigning players. So uh, just hitting the big one. Um, Goodbye to George Springer, <laughs> my favorite Astro of, of, of all time. Yeah, hopefully nobody ever wears number four because that, na- that number needs to be retired with the Astros. There's no one better than him. But the good thing is that they kept my Uncle Mike, though. Yeah. Mike, um, dude. You know, uh, just like looking back, because uh, I recently read um, Astro Ball like, mm-hmm. all the way through over the past, like, two, three days. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it just highlights, like, George Fingers' rise from back when he got called up in 2014 till, like – through 2018, where he just, like, com- like completely transformed as a player. Like, he – when he first came up, he was very, like, strikeout heavy. Mm-hmm. He would just, like, strike out a ton. And um, just seeing him evolve from being, like, like the young guy on the team to being one of the older guys, because he was 27 during the, during the like, World Series run, I think, 27, 28, when you had guys where, like, Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman were, like, 22, 23 years old. And, you know, like, George was kind of, like, one of the older guys, so. He's, like, one I, of the veterans and leaders in it. Yeah, and so just, just seeing him leave, especially after being the, the World Series hero that he is, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of sad, but I'm glad that he got paid. I'm yeah. Glad that, I'm glad that he's on that team, with, like, with the Blue Jays because that's a good team over there. Yeah. And, and hopefully with him, like, they're just that much better. Yeah, it, it's like saying – Basically, Toronto is like what we like what the Astros were when in like 2016 ish, like 2015, 2016. They have young guys like Bo Bichette, um, Vlad Guerrero, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, Kevin Biggio. um, oh, who's the other guy, um, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and a whole bunch of like good pieces there that are there to help out. And then they also added, I think, Trevor Simeon to their to their to the yeah, they, too. They, Yeah, they just signed him today. So, like, that's a good – that what he brings to them is just the veteran and the leader that they need to hopefully build and get into a postseason run. And it's a good – and I'm happy for him. I'm completely happy for him because he he deserved to get – he this looking at the postseason and last season, he was one of the shining stars along with Michael Brantley last year for the Astros. So, it's good for him to get paid and get the money he deserves. And the Astros for – for whatever reason, they didn't pay him. So it's understandable from the Astros because they have a whole bunch of other players that they need to pay. One of them being Carlos Correa. So I completely understand and good for him and everything. And I wish him the best in Toronto. The good thing is that the Astros looked at it. They took the loss and they're like, all right, now we got to go back and get they James Click took the loss and he went back and got Michael Brantley back, which is a good thing, who was almost on his way to go join George in Toronto as well. So yeah. That that's a good thing that they got Michael Brantley back because last year when the bats were dry, Michael Brantley was the only one delivering and getting on base and doing everything for the team. So and he's a good veteran leader because this team is getting very young again. Because now the I think they still need to get another outfielder and maybe get a starting pitcher in the rotation. Because right now your starting outfielders are 
Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and Michael Brantley. And Jordan Alvarez is not a good defensive outfielder. Playing in Jordan's Central. a DH, bro. Yeah, he, that man's a DH. He's a straight DH. So you have to go find another defensive outfielder and find someone who can just cover it defensively. I still I hope they can get a center fielder still. There's still certain pieces they need. I, I see Jake Marisnik as an option, just bringing him back and hey, giving it a stab at it, or you just wait for somebody in the prospects pool, I guess, in the farm and trusting the farm, really. So it's a real tricky item. And then starting pitching is another big issue for the Astros still, too, because, like, you have McCullers, you have Granky, and then you have Fran Valdez, who really came up last year. And now you still – and you added pieces to the pin. You added – um, I think it was – they added Leon, Pedro Leon. Oh, no, no, Pedro Leon's a prospect. They, they added – um. What they had from the from the Dodgers? What's his name? Uh, uh, the relief pitcher. Yeah, right? the relief pitcher from the Dodgers. They got him on a two-year. Uh, I know we added Stanek and then and Pedro added, Baez. There he is, Pedro Baez. Yeah, they added Stanek and Pedro Baez to help out the pin. So does that mean Christian Javier is going to become a, a full for, a full time starting pitcher? Does that mean Anoli Paredes is going to get rotation at starting pitching? It's it's so it's a tricky thing to look at and. They're still – that's what the Astros still need to address because they – especially now that they – that opening day is getting much closer and spring training is about to open for them as well. Yeah, so uh, I have the, the dev chart pulled up right now on uh, HoustonAstros.com mm-hmm. or MLB. And so it lists six starting pitchers. Verlander is one of them who won't pitch at all next yeah, year. Yeah, he won't pitch at all. Out, out with Tommy John. And so it goes uh, Zach Greinke, Fram, uh Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers Jr., and then uh, Jaquiti oh, Jose. as the number five guy. Yeah, so that's the five they have right now on the depth chart. I'm sure that's subject to change mm-hmm. as we go through spring training and stuff like that because uh, Forrest Whitley should be on the 40-man roster now. And he, he needs to show out. Oh, spring my training. God. Like, he needs to do something. He needs to do something. He's been on the roster for how many years now and still hasn't been called up? This is his first year on the forty man, I think. But like he, like we've been talking about this guy since twenty seventeen. Yes, and his ERA has never gone down. It's never improved. He's always stayed steady at a five something, and it's been dreadful for him. I'm hoping this is the year we finally get to see Forrest Whitley like go up to the majors and actually deliver for us. I'm praying for it, but like (laughs) it's been many years we've been waiting for Forrest Whitley to like finally get a chance. And yeah, and, um, make the most of it. I like the re-signing of, of uh, Jason Castro. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'll be a, a good mm-hmm. kind of like switch-off catcher there. I mean, he is a left-handed bat, so he could play righties. And then uh, Martin Maldonado plays lefties. But that's also depending like, on the matchups and, and whatever our like manager, which is like Dusty Baker, wants to do. Um, <clears throat> also, so I was looking at free agents still. And right now they list four outfielders on our def chart, which is uh Michael Brantley, Miles Straw, Kyle Tucker, and uh Chas McCormick. Mm-hmm. Chase McCormick. Yeah. Uh Marvin Gonzalez is actually a free a free agent still. Yeah. Marvin Gonzalez would be a good utility player to have uh, in the outfield. I would say go go grab him, put him in right field, uh let Kyle Tucker play center. I mean I mean, I, I, I... I like. I think if anything of players that are still available, I like Jackie Bradley Jr. more than I like Marvin. Yeah. Though. I, 
I, I think this is more like of a like of a plug play because Jackie Bradley would be a long term kind of like like coming like he's getting at least ten to fifteen million a year, mm-hmm. which is why the Astros didn't re-sign George Springer mm-hmm. because they didn't want to pay well, like twenty to twenty to thirty mil a year. But still, like they know they have contracts coming up with like Carlos Correa and like Lance McCullers Jr. Mm-hmm. So like I I understand not re-signing George Springer, but that means that you have to go and re-sign like Carlos Correa and. Like plain and simple, you got colors and these basically guys, and yeah. simple. You got to give Carlos Correa a blank check and asking him how much he wants if because he, he's based he's shown interest to stay in Houston and he wants <clears> to be an Astro for life is what he said. So you got to do everything you can to keep Carlos Correa because that guy's his glove is unmatchable. Garrett, his, that guy defensively is just there's no replacing him at short if anything. Yeah. Um. To be honest, I was never a huge fan of him just because I always felt like he would end up leaving the Astros. But if he does resign, I mean, like he he showed this past year, like he can kind of lead the team mm-hmm. as he was the the like vocal point of the team, which is what like I wanted to see from him because like at the point bef- like at the point before that it was like Altuve or like Carlos Bel- or like or Carlos Beltran was the the like clubhouse leader. Mm-hmm. But now that like Carlos Correa is older, you know, like seeing him like take control like of the locker room. And like the things that he said for like Cody Bellinger, like that that showed like you know like he can step up and be like the face of the franchise. Yeah, what, like he's is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah, you just gotta you gotta pay the man. It's plain and simple. Carlos Correa is gonna want his money no matter what. So yeah, and like ultimately, I think him being up for a contract extension next year is ultimately why we didn't resign George Springer. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we I better go too. out and resign. Carlos Correa, because if we lost Springer and then, and then we lose Carlos this upcoming year, like, what are we doing? Yeah, and this is an arbitration year for him and for McCullers, so they got to focus in on their contracts and figure out what's their, what are they going to focus their market at this offseason? If anything, they got to get it done during the season, though. Yeah, and, um, you know, just just kind of just, like, speculating more. I mean, like, I feel like Marwin, Marwin would be a good add, mm-hmm. you know, just for, like, for the long, like, for the long, like, for the short term. Because we we're still trying to bring more guys up long term. I mean, yeah, I, on the forty man roster, it's the five guys that we've already named. Like, there's no other outfielders there on the forty man yeah. roster. And so, like, what I see is this team, like the Astros, have the seeds to start rebuilding, but also have like a chance to continue competing. Like this team isn't <clears throat> this this team is like on the cusp of a rebuild, but like also on the cusp of like still going out and being a consistent playoff team and still being a team that can win the AL West and still go in and maybe make an AOCS run or make it to the World Series, if anything. Yeah, I think with our... Because the rotation is good. The rotation, there's nothing wrong with the... There's still, like, McCullers wasn't good last year, let's face that. Other than that, they're young. They're young pitchers in the bullpen that are, that, like, played out of their minds last year. And then Framber Valdez is developing into an ace, especially with last year in the postseason and everything. And then guys like Alex Bregman, Correa, who are all young and are and just there and ready to go, just ready to get at it. Yeah, I like how young our team is. It's just strange there's not like, like any of the names that we heard like three years ago, like the top mm-hmm. prospects that we like weren't going to trade. And then now it's like totally different guys like, <laughs> Framber Valdez, like Christian Javier, uh, yeah. 
your quitty like like these weren't guys that we were hearing a couple of years ago where they're like oh like the Astros are stacked when they go like like in in, in like 2018 when when we went Verlander Keiko Cole Charlie Morton like that four man like like setup right there like like that is insane and that mm-hmm. was our pitching staff two years ago yeah and our pitching staff yeah two years ago was thinking <laughs> Verlander Cole and Granky too so yeah <laughs> it's just crazy. So yeah, so I mean, it's, it's how, how like how our rotation has changed. It's an interesting time, I think, to be an Astros fan because mm-hmm. I feel like we're in the middle now. Like we have a, a lot of expensive players now, um, with Altuve, Bregman on the roster, and then Brantley signed for what it was like sixteen mil a year, I think. I think so, or or eighteen, something like that. And yeah, then um, he got like a two years. I forgot how much money he got paid. Yeah, and then Carlos will be presumably thirty to forty million a year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Granky, this is his last year, I believe, but he's yeah, still making okay. 20 to 25 mil. Yep. Verlander's still making like 30 mil, even though he's not going to play next year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, like, like, we have a pretty expensive roster, but now we have a lot of young talent around it. So it's just, can these guys soak up all that experience and can they kind of like use it to, to, to grow even more? So I think it'll be interesting to see how this team really uh, decides to, to mold itself this year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, other Houston things to talk about. The Texans have narrowed down their coaching search to two names, and those two names are uh, Leslie Frazier, who's been a, a head coach before for the for the Minnesota Vikings, and then what was the other guy's name the, again? The wide receiver coach from the Baltimore Ravens, David Cooley. Yeah, uh, David Cooley. He I've not heard before. Yeah, I haven't but, heard of him either. They said that he's come on strongly in interviews, but he and he and he's been in the league for I think they said like fifteen plus years and he's never been an OC before. Yet he's interviewing for the head coaching job. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he's it, been the it, if I read it right, he was the assistant head coach there. He was the wide receivers coach and then he was something else. Uh but yeah, that's it, it's just a really strange kind of um Kind of like last two right there because everyone yeah. assumed that it would be uh, the enemy, Eric the enemy. Yeah, I and thought it was apparently out of it, and he's apparently out of it. That's that's to me that's shocking. <laughs> but I mean, it's I guess we're going off with all the media is saying that he's coming off and as arrogant in these in these um, interviews and everything, and and I've also heard that he's not leaving his OC job until he has like a good situation of where he's going to be a head coach. So I'm guessing he sees the situation in Houston and doesn't see it as a good situation. But still, um, it, it's, like, it, it's still confusing to me that why they wouldn't hire the enemy. But, I mean, Leslie Frazier, to me, would probably be a good hire because he's a defensive-minded coach, and he'll square up the problem that's with the Texans right now, which is defense. Yeah. And he'll go in there and with the defensive ma- attitude and fix the defense to where he likes it. Now, can he do it offensively? He has to hire an OC, so on and so forth. Same thing goes for Cooley. Like, I still... Like that. Uh, starting from today, I didn't even know who the guy was. Um, uh, he would. Everybody's saying he. Everybody's figuring out he, he hasn't been the OC since he's he's been. He was at UTEP thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, it it it's pretty it's pretty shocking. To like, but like it's good that you. But like you have someone like Deshaun Watson. But the thing is, will Deshaun Watson be happy with what he's getting at head coach? 
that's all it depends on. He's holding the Texans ransom right now. He hasn't told them anything. He hasn't spoken to them. And in a way, to me, that kind of seems childish because of how we hold them ransom. Because, But, I mean, it's their fault for doing it as well. But I, if they hire Leslie Frazier, I wouldn't be surprised because Leslie Frazier seems like the most complete, like, he would be a good hire for them, basically. Um, but both they're, McLean said that they both interviewed really well, and they both really like them based on analytic. Um, they're both someone who rely on analytics and fans or anyone related to the Houston Texans. So, I mean, but that's the thing is, how would Deshaun? How does this affect Deshaun Watson? Is the main here and point here? Yeah, and um, also kind of strange, but uh, just trying to see like what coaching tree. Leslie Frazier comes from because, like, I know he was the, the head coach for the Vikings a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see, where did he? And right now he's with the Bills. He's under. He was with Dable. Mm-hmm. He was under Dable, and then he's with um McDermott now at Buffalo. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so it was when the Vikings fired Brad Childress back in 2010 when uh, Frazier became the head coach. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out. Um. I don't see who he we worked under. Worked under. I mean, outside of Frazier, uh, outside of uh, Brad Childress, mm-hmm. because Frazier was the interim. He was a DC for. Oh, here he goes. He's under the Andy Reid tree. Oh well, that's a good tree to be under. Yeah, just on the defensive side, though. Yeah. Um, so a uh, little bit weird because I mean, Andy Reid doesn't usually produce like defensive coaches. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't really but, um, produce well. Um, I mean, looking at um, Coley, he worked under Andy Reid for a good while. He he took he was the receivers coach. Well, he looked he worked for Tampa in ninety four to ninety five. Then he worked for he was the he was the receivers coach for all these terms. And then he became when he went to Philly in ninety nine. He was a receivers coach until twenty ten. Then he became the senior offensive assistant. And then he went to Kansas City in thirteen. Stuck there through 16, then he left to Buffalo to become a quarterback's coach. And then in 2019 is when he became the passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach and assistant head coach for the Ravens. So he's been amongst a bunch of other trees. And yeah, so I kind of feel this the, the like Dan Campbell ish kind of like comparison because mm-hmm. with with Dan Campbell, he he wasn't the OC, he wasn't the DC. He, he he didn't really run any like particular thing, which is why everyone was saying for him like they have to go out, like the Lions have to go out and hire like an actual OC and a DC to run to run everything, there. yeah. Because Campbell is just like literally like the figurehead, like just the head coach, mm-hmm. which is the same thing for like Urban Meyer. Like Urban Meyer is not not going to run the offense; yeah. he, he, he's not going to run the defense. Mm-hmm. So it's it's strange to see that so many guys are getting jobs and they they're not specializing on offense defense. or on defense. Yeah. It, it's pretty strange. But, like, I f- if I'm the Texans, I'm probably hiring Leslie Frazier. Because, I mean, I – but then you think, like, what if David Cooley just comes in and just blows everything out of the water and just shows that he can be a successful head coach. So, I mean, it's up See, to him. So, I mean – I think what it is is the Joe Judge hire last year mm. where – and, like, how the Lions came on strong late because right. he was such, like, like, like a character coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he was very strong with the way that he like implemented his like work ethic like on the team. Yeah. And like I can see that being the same thing like with Dan Campbell and, and the Lions because everyone talked about Dan Campbell and how like electric he is and how players love playing mm-hmm. for him and how he ran the Oklahoma drill for the Dolphins at like six in the morning. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, like like there's been no talk about this like Hooli guy, and it's just like like really strange to hear his name kind of pop up mm-hmm. here. And if it's if it was a strange situation, why not the Texans? You know? Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. No, of course, the Texans. <laughs> go against what everybody expects you to do. Hire, uh, <laughs> hire Cooley, and there you hire David Cooley as your new coach. Go against what everybody projected you do, and go from there, and just do that. Go. Why not? You just hired Casario out of the water. Why not just hire David Cooley out of nowhere? You know. Yeah, and um, all right, because just talking about the Texans is so just like <laughs> like. It's a headache, like at at this point. So moving on to the quarterbacks to, to potentially move this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Schefter tweeted so it, that there's roughly yes. ten quarterbacks locked into starting jobs <laughs> yeah. for opening day, and that's pretty. And the list just goes off. The quarterbacks to, to potentially move this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Schefter tweeted so it, that there's roughly yes. ten quarterbacks locked into starting jobs <laughs> yeah. for opening day. And that's pretty. And the list just goes off. They're like, of who's like, like whose futures are in question? Is Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitchell Trubisky, James Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, and Ben Roethlisberger. Now <laughs> that's a lot of quarterbacks. That could be in yeah, and if I'm being honest. And- we thought last year was like big because so many older quarterbacks were like pre agents. Mm-hmm. So like for example, last year it was it was Jameis, it was Marcus, it was Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, and um Cam Newton as mm-hmm. well. And uh also Teddy Bridgewater too. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater was on the So there were six like starting caliber guys. Uh Jameis became a backup, Marcus was a backup, Tom Brady took the Bucks to the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl, um, Philip went eleven and five with the Colts. Uh, Jameis was a backup. I said already. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater played starter. Played decent with the Panthers, yep. but I think they're looking at, at a new quarterback. Yeah, I think he just doesn't fit into that system that um, that, yeah. that they want to run in Carolina. Yeah, and then uh, who was the last one? I just said? um, who was Philip Rivers? You talked about him. You talked about okay. who was the last one? Yeah, Philip retired. Mark is a backup. Jameis is a backup. Brady's a Super Bowl. Bridgewater. I think that uh, sums it up from like the big names last year. Oh, oh, Cam, Cam and then he Cam went to the Patriots too. and just stuck. Up. Yeah, and he he, didn't he, he was yeah. horrible over there. Yeah, more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. So I mean, yeah. So uh, looking at the list that we have, um, I think it's pretty safe to say the Cowboys are most likely franchise tag yep. Dak. I feel like they have to. Matt Stafford will. Yeah, be traded. he's already. The, he's already said he wants out. The, yeah, the 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 Lions already came out too and said like like, if he wants to be moved, that they'll accommodate him and mm-hmm. move him. Um, Wentz, I think that head coaching hire was yeah. for him. Uh, with um, when they hired the uh, OC from the the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. I think that's for him. Yeah, because because he, uh, he was under uh, Frank mm-hmm. Reich. So this potentially, I think, signals uh, maybe Jalen Hurts is on the market. This I this I don't think too. they'll move from Jalen Hurts. I think he's a good backup due to like wins not always being healthy. You know, um, yeah. The one thing that the one quarterback that I know for sure will probably be on the move would be Jared Goff, because because mm, they just yeah. announced today that they're going to have a quarterback competition. 
like, yeah, and he's making, he's making a ton, making of, a ton money of money. Too. So he's, I'm pretty sure he's gonna see like I'm making this much money. Why y'all doing? Why y'all having a quarterback competition? And I'm your friend. Yeah. And so I think Jared Goff's probably gonna want out of LA. Um, the only way I see Garoppolo moving is if they move for Deshaun Watson. But the thing is, Garoppolo's on the big salary there in San Fran. Yeah. Uh. So. I'll, so first off, from this list. Guys that are in the bottom tier. So I throw bottom tier. Um, Cam Newton, he played oh, yeah. like shit last that's, year. That's like whatever. He's the bottom of the bottom, bottom tier. Uh, James was a backup, so he still has some mm-hmm. stuff to prove. But I think he resigns with the Saints. Yeah, I think so too. The Saints have really said they really liked what they saw from him. And plus, Drew Brees told them yeah, so at the end of at the Tampa game that it was his team. Now is what he yeah. his team. Yeah. So, so if if Brees does retire, I see James getting resigned mm-hmm. by the Saints. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky will probably be a backup next year. More than likely, yeah. Because I don't really see a team giving him a, a chance, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Teddy just signed a contract last year, and it's either the 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 Panthers cut him or they trade him. But I don't know who's gonna trade. Yeah, because Teddy. Teddy's on. I think he's due. He signed a four year, I think like eighty something million dollar deal with Carolina. So he's doing a yeah. lot of money over the next couple of years. So you have to see, you have to think if you're going to trade for Teddy Bridgewater, if you're willing to take on that bad contract and his age as well is getting up there as well. He's not getting any younger. Um, he does make smart decisions. He's He doesn't turn the ball over a lot, but his deep ball accuracy hasn't really improved as well. So that's an issue there. Yeah. Uh, Teddy is a bro. Like he he's a big he's a big like question mark for me because if the Panthers go quarterback I think they sit that quarterback behind yeah. Teddy for a year so say the Panthers go like Trey Lance which is probably what like uh who's the coach there mm-hmm. rule right Matt rule mm-hmm. Matt rule he probably wants a, a quarterback like 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 with a huge arm huge arm and, and if they go Trey Lance yeah so that's exactly mm-hmm. Trey Lance so and then sit Lance for a year let him learn behind Teddy then at that point like hey Teddy like you have two years. Uh, we'll probably we'll cut trade you, you from there on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big Ben, that man oh dude, he needs to. Team. He look. Oh god, dude. Like Phillips gone, Breeze is is Dumb, set yep. to be gone. Like Big Ben just retired, <laughs> bro. And I don't think he is. That's the thing. I think he's gonna put a strangle on the yeah. on the Steelers, and it sucks. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, Alex Smith. Uh, I'm glad he's mm-hmm. back, but like, what team's gonna take a chance on him? Yeah, I think he's a good. He backup. Is a good backup. Someone, Someone will sign him to, to be a backup. backup. Yes. Um, I mean, he was the third mm-hmm. stringer this year, and he ended he up taking job, the yeah. Washington football yeah. the playoffs. That's true. Maybe so Washington. I think he'll back. be a really good backup Maybe somewhere. Washington will take him back. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh man, that's a good, that's a closer, that's a closer man. right there, baby. Because he, he, like, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get from him. <clears throat> you can get, like, good fits that was with Miami, or you can get the one that was with Tampa. But, like, fit Fred, like you can find a team that, like, has a – that, like, is going to, the, like, the beginning stages of a tank and looking to maybe get a quarterback of the future, and he can start there. But, like, there's a bunch of teams that are looking to move on that are going to add on a quarterback this year. Yeah, um – I could see if the Lions trade Stafford, I could mm-hmm. see Fitz going up to yeah, Detroit because the thing with him last year was that he was upset when he got benched. He was, he was hot and when he got benched. Yeah, 
and like no one really expected that. Everyone was like, "Oh, like Fitzpatrick's grooming to uh, to take to to to, to mm-hmm. take his job." But then when Fitz when, when Fitz found out, he was kind of like upset about it, which which is good. Like you want to see that mm-hmm. from your quarterback, but it still shows that he still wants to be a starter yeah. in this league. So um, I could potentially see him in like Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Detroit would. I was. I wasn't thinking of that. Like Detroit's gonna need a quarterback if they're gonna move Stafford away. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I I could see Fitz up there. James, we already said, mm-hmm. probably back to the Saints. Mitchell he's, is he's a, backup a backup somewhere, somewhere. Um, unless the Bears give him an extension, which I highly doubt, though. If they give him anything, it's at most two years until they find like a different quarterback. Okay. Um, Teddy. We, I think he stays with the Panthers, and he grooms a quarterback behind him. Cam Newton. I, I, I don't know where he can go. If I'm being honest, after the year yeah. he had last year and the year before that, like I just don't know where he can go. Well, uh, Ron, uh, Ron Rivera does love Cam, so you, you could mm-hmm. see him on the that would be an interesting team. one. Uh, Jimmy G, I think ultimately yep, stays with the Niners, but. It'll be an open quarterback competition there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, Jared Goff is probably one that I see leaving LA because, like, you you're paying him too much money, and then if he loses the quarterback job, what are you going to do with him? He's taking up a bunch of your cap space. He's he's just going to be sitting on the bench making millions and millions and, and millions of dollars. The thing is, you can't guarantee him if he's going to be the starter or not, and I think that's what he wants for the money he's making. So I think Jared Goff might move from LA. They could get some, probably some draft capital for him. I don't think he's worth a first round pick, though. I think I mean, I, like, like I just don't know. Just, yeah, him. like I don't know. First of all, like no one has. Yeah, to and I don't him. know what team will be willing to sacrifice to get someone like Jared Goff, who really like. Yeah, he's mean, been average at best, if anything, for being a number like, one pick. Like. He's not been bad, but burdened with the case of being like first overall, like it it just makes it mm-hmm. seem so much worse. Yeah, and and like and the Rams haven't been bad. Like they've been in the playoffs most years. Last year they went nine and seven and missed the playoffs. This mm-hmm. year they were in the playoffs and and beat the Seahawks mm-hmm. like on the road. But I mean, those were in yeah, spite of those Jerry were Goff, because like, of the defense and how phenomenal the defense was. Yeah, um, I could maybe see him if he gets cut. Uh, I would look yeah, for the Patriots. That would be interesting. The Patriots. That's a good, interesting one. I would say Patriots, or if Tom wins the Super Bowl, really? I think you he think retires. Tom Brady retires if he wins the Super Bowl? I heard a lot of people say that. Actually, I, I, I doubt not, he retires. Actually. I think he's gonna try and be like, "Let's go try to get yeah. one more, then I'll retire." But I yeah. don't know, man. I. I just, I just because, I, I uh, kind of see Jared Goff in a way staying in LA and maybe winning the job, but then at the same time I can see him losing the quarterback challenge and then just sitting on the bench and rotting away and then getting traded to maybe indie or somewhere like that. Yeah, I I could see him on the Colts. I could see him mm-hmm. on the Patriots. Uh, maybe he goes to the 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 Lions too. I mean, there's a ton of different options still for guys mm-hmm. to go to. But I feel like there's less quarterback yeah, jobs yeah, too now. Like, like, like when you have Jameis and like Marcus last year, when and like they became backups when they did the first and second overall mm-hmm. picks just five it's years ago. Like, that. yeah. like that's nuts. 
Um, or potentially like to the Bears, oh, the Bears maybe even yeah. like they he, might he, like him. I think he'd be good fit for Nagy's offense. He's 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 more mobile than Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's a little bit more mobile than him. I guess in a way. But uh, yeah, like it's golf is a big question mark too, just because like his contract. Yeah, is it is. Insane, it is a big so. contract. I think he's due like maybe sixteen to twenty million next year. So. That's the big kind of like, yeah, like is the money kind of jump through there. The money that's guaranteed. Yeah, to uh, Wentz, Car- Carson looks like he is staying in Wentz Philly at, now. Yeah, yeah. Wentz is with the Eagles still. That's um, an interesting Sam one. Sam Darnold's a very interesting yeah. one because I mean the Jets just brought in Salah. They have the number two pick, right, or the number one, number two. They have the number two pick. Yeah, two. And I honestly don't know what they're gonna do <laughs> with the number two pick. They yeah, can go, I've been seeing they can a go lot of stuff. Field, but I mean, where quarterbacks. Like, yeah, um, I, I, I've been seeing a lot where quarterbacks have been falling in, in a lot yeah. of mock drafts, and mock and like mock drafts from like from like prominent people like in the draft, like like in the mock draft mm-hmm. kind of like like community, where they're they're projecting like three of the top six picks are like hmm. wide receivers. Yeah. That's- and they and and they're projecting. Uh, I think it was a uh, Chase or Devonta Smith hmm. to the Jets. Yeah, that'll be a good they're pick for two. them. Or they can go and get um, what's his name from Oregon, the offensive lineman. Yeah, uh, that guy's gener- that guy's gonna be a generational offensive lineman. I'm calling it right now. That guy's just gonna yeah. get passed up on. So, um, I think they don't pick quarterback in this draft. I mm-hmm. think they let Darnold right yeah, out. Yeah, because isn't he for like an extension and, next and, year? And see how he does. Isn't this is the last year in the rookie deal. Uh, this should be his. So he was drafted 2018 with Baker and mm-hmm. Lamar. So this is so this upcoming year will be year four. And yeah, they have to decide okay. on the yeah. fifth. So year this will probably be so, like yeah. this is the team's decision. Dak is staying in Dallas. That's guaranteed. Yeah, yeah he's, he's either franchise, franchise tag or Rogers is staying. Or Jerry Jones is gonna pay him his money. Yeah. Yeah. Rogers is staying with the Packers. Like. Yeah, especially what he said on Pat McAfee's show. So, yeah, yeah. Stafford Uh, is the. Oh man, that's an interesting one. Colts would be a good one, but don't be don't be asleep on New Orleans. I have a feeling that Mm. New Orleans could pull something for him because he's not due a lot of money next year. I think he's like a two twelve and a half million cap hit next year. That's I mean that that's not a horrible hit on a team and. Especially, Especially for a quarterback. For quarterback I, I've read that he's like a $12.5 million hit on Cat. So I'm looking like – and New Orleans has a bunch of – they have they're in Cap Hill, plain and simple. But I wouldn't – they've always found a way to get out of Cap Hill, and I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to get Matthew Stafford in. And I also look at Indy. Indy's a good option for him. Indy's a great option for Matthew Stafford because Indy has – a phenomenal yeah, he's, line, and he's in a, in dome, a dome still. still. And then he has a great defense with – and then Frank Strong Reich's defense, a great coach yeah. too. So, I don't know. I, I can see him going anywhere. And now – I mean. Yeah. And now <laughs> for the big wig, this all, Sean Watson. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've been seeing stuff where, where, where they're like, oh, trade him to, to Green Bay for, for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like in a squad. Oh, my bro, what is going on with Rodgers? Like, what? What could you put? If the, it still screws the organization. You're still left without a first-round pick. If you trade him sh- straight up. 
the only option I would possibly see is probably the Jets. Even though, like, I've heard he really likes the Jets, is what I've read, that the Jets are, like, his number one option to get traded to. And he's pushing for that. I get the Jets, but, like, if he goes to the Jets, the Jets are practically sacrificing what they have now. And yeah, um, I don't know if the Jets want to do that, I guess. I mean, it, it you don't know where he's going to go, if I'm being honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in Houston, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to think that he's going to end up staying because the Texans are just going to hold out on him until yeah. every other quarterback spot is filled. To where, to where teams don't have like the option to trade for him because they've already like like committed their cap space and their draft picks to their quarterback. Yeah, that's an interesting. Roster. That's an interesting thing too. Like the Texans have more leverage over him than what people think. Like he signed to a contract with the Texans, and yeah, they can just they don't hold have on to, to him, listen like, to anything in order to trade him, like, even though he wants out. I mean, I mean, what's he just I mean, if he wants to move, he can probably hold out, and that's pretty much it. But that's money coming out of his pocket, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the quarterback talk. Uh, there, there, a ton of quarterback. This is insane. This is going to be an insane offseason because this is a stacked draft class that's offense heavy, offensive heavy, that has guys, a quarterback class that hasn't been seen in forever because these quarterbacks that are coming in are going to be good. You have guys like Mac Jones, um, the guy from North Dakota State, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Sam Ellinger is another good one. The, like this is a stack quarterback class, a stack receiver class, a great offensive line class. Um, running backs as well, they're they're decent enough. And then like in, it, this is this is just a crazy offense off season because like all these quarterbacks that want out and. There's free agency as well and all this and all that. It's just the NFL offseason is going to be crazy. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm I'm personally not as high on really on the quarterbacks in this year's draft. Just because just because I feel like there's a lot of different mm-hmm. things that can be picked apart on them. Like outside of Trevor Lawrence, I think it's it, it's hit or miss mm. with the next like four guys. Like Justin Fields, I, like you just don't trust quarterbacks from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't really okay. pan out all that well. Uh, Zach Wilson played for like BYU. I mean, who, like, like yes, you can be good, but like you're still playing BYU for BYU, which is kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, like exactly. Like, <laughs> um, let's see. Trey Lance played for North Dakota State, and mm-hmm. he played like he one game this year. Yeah, and then um, um, who's the other one? The other one would probably be oh, Ellinger played in a Big Twelve school at Texas. He's deeper in my eyes. Yeah, because what I've seen from the Senior Bowl is that he's looking better and better as as the days progress at their practices. So, but yeah, yeah, um, like all these guys just really don't stand out to me that yeah. much outside of Trevor Lawrence, like. That's why I think, like outside of him, like it's it's hit or miss the rest of this way. But I think franchises would rather take the cap hit from from a rookie contract yeah. versus one of these guys who's a established quarterback who's going to want fifteen mm-hmm. to, to twenty yeah, million so, a year. Let me see. Like, there's. Uh, let me see. There's 
there's just this 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 offseason is crazy too because you have like so many guys that want out. You have players that are gonna hit free agency. And like it's it's gonna be fun to cover it if I'm being honest with you. Because there's so many happen. Yeah, um it should be good. Uh real quick moving on now to our picks from the conference championship rounds. So we both picked oh, the Packers. Oh right? boy, Matt LaFleur, you idiot. <sighs> oh yeah, that that field goal, granted, I think Aaron oh, Rodgers should have ran that, that it, third down. But like you have Make Aaron Rodgers inside the ten yard line, and all three plays <clears throat> go to Devontae Adams. Like, are you serious? Do you not have a, a tight end in Robert Tanya? Like, you have Aaron. Well, Dave, Aaron Jones was hurt, who probably just played his last game for the Packers. Um, but that other running back was running good. It's not like he wasn't running bad. Yeah, AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon, Dillon like Jamal, Jamal Williams, Williams. You have the screen like, game there. You have a whole variety of options, and all three plays are single to Devontae. And especially the third down play, Aaron Rodgers should have ran. It's plain and simple. He should have ran there on the third down play in the red and inside. And then also, why would you trust your defense just had how many points scored on them at that point? It was what, yeah, it was, it was what, uh, 28, yeah. right? Because so. it was 20 to 23. And you're going to, and 20. you go out and you say you're going to trust your defense. You had four timeouts, is what he said. He still felt he had, they had four timeouts. They had the two minute warning and three timeouts on defense. And then Kevin King is getting killed the whole game. And you go out and you're, you're going to trust your yeah. defense over having Aaron Rodgers with the football. That's just ridiculous to me. That's what got me mad. But like, it, it Brady looked really good, <laughs> except for in the first half. And then in the second half, just, whoa. Yeah. Um it like that 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 decision to kick the field goal is just gonna keep mm-hmm. on coming up back up this entire offseason. Um it already happened though, like whatever. Like you make that that like decision and it's it it is what it is at yeah, this point. Like, it happened. Like, it, it's, it's already over, get over it and move on to the next whatever. and hopefully you can um, get some help from Aaron Rodgers and don't draft the quarterback in the first round, you know. Yeah, I feel like it was such a wasted year. Mm-hmm. Like thirteen and, and three again. Conference championship again, the conference and then lose and, and make Aaron Rodgers, who's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer, one and four in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I mean he he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback. <laughs> man, of all time. But like, man, that sucks, dude. That really sucks. You got to give like if I'm any head coach, like. I'm giving them that opportunity at four, on fourth down. Like, you got to show the aggressiveness there. Your defense wasn't playing that great. And if I'm a head coach there, I'm going for it on fourth. It's four down territory for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're already like, at the two-minute warning. Like, yeah, like, it, it, that's like, come <laughs> on, man. I mean, that's... Oh, man. And then you see your defense, too. They, they weren't playing that good, and you're going to trust them to win you the game? Like, to get you a stop? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's like yeah. That's what congrats to the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like Tom Brady literally just picked the Super Bowl. Like, let's go. Let's go <laughs> oh, to the Super Bowl, and uh, he took them to the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's crazy. Like Tom Brady's been now mm-hmm. in ten in ten Super Bowls. Like there's been what like fifty uh-huh. something Super Bowls, and that's Tom crazy. Brady's been in ten of them. That's crazy. And um. 
Yeah, like it, like like he's he, he's already won six. He's going to to like number ten, so like he, he can go seven for ten. Like that, like well, that's the just, Jays just made another move. Yeah, they just got Stephen Mar oh, Mar Mats from the New York Mets. Trade. Yeah, and they just got Mats now. Ooh. Yeah, they traded three you prospects for him, I think. Yeah, Jeff Passan just tweeted it. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like. Yeah. Congrats to the Bucks. Congrats to Tom Brady. They're in, they're in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they're hosting. Yeah, the they're, they're the first team to but, do it. Um, Chiefs. Yeah. But uh, Chiefs Bills. I mean, this. <laughs> dude, wow, this, like, this just. Game I told you, dude, if Patrick Mahomes was gonna play, this was gonna be the decision maker. And Mahomes looked like Mahomes. Like it. it, it, it. And and and. This game started yeah, too. The like Chiefs how the came Texans out slow. They had a year, special like. teams failure with McCole Hartman fumbling at the like what was it at the five on a muff punt, and then the Bills took advantage and scored. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the took Bills advantage and they scored and they were up nine zero. And then the Bill and then the Chiefs were just like, all right, let's do this. They rubbed their hands and then everything just started clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking. But they did, they did have a big loss though. Yeah. Eric Fisher. Yeah, they mm-hmm. lost. Uh, Eric mm-hmm. Fisher, former first overall pick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. This yeah. Game was yeah a blow off from the start. Like, and this was on the Bills not being able to 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 finish drives. Like they kicked. Yeah, three or four field goals, and it showed the the strength of the Chiefs' defense, like how good they are in the red zone. Like how long? Mm-hmm. Like it. It was insane. Like, like, just watching. How Chris Jones was, was yeah. just tossing around <laughs> like grown man, like like they were triple teaming that man, and he through, was still like, just tossing nothing. around, just just yeah. So like it, it it this is this is the matchup that I guess everybody was waiting for, and this is gonna be a good matchup. Uh, I like, but I mean the Chiefs just it's just Andy Reid, man. He's he's he knows how to scheme against every team. He he did it here against Buffalo. It just shows like how good he is at scheming and getting an offensive game time going and getting everything going and getting his team ready. Because think about it, he didn't have Patrick Mahomes for practice for the majority of the whole week because Mahomes yeah, was true. in concussion protocol. And so, like, that's I, I guess I have like some kind of crush on Andy Reid for some reason. But man, it, it this just speaks to like the levels of how good the Chiefs are and how great they are because. It's just, it's just crazy on how good they played, and how good they looked. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's it's like, it was just like the Chiefs being the like mm-hmm. the Chiefs being the Chiefs, and it it just showed that there's still a huge gap between them and and everyone else like like in the AFC, and. Like we 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 should be ready for the oh, Chiefs man. Again the next five years. <laughs> this is the new Patriots. This is the new Patriots. Because, I'm calling it right now because yeah, they're all already locked up for the next five years. Like Kelsey's Mahomes signing is on the deal. biggest contract ever. Deal, I think already. Mahomes is on a ten-year deal. Chris Jones signed a five-year deal. They're all locked like, up. Like all their key players. Yep, Tyron Matthews is locked up. Like, they're all locked um, up already. Clyde edwards is a rookie. Tyreek Hill's locked up. Patrick Mahomes is locked up. Tyre- Travis Kelsey, all those guys are just locked up. 
Hardman's on a he's mm-hmm. he's only in his mm-hmm. second year, so he's there at least two more years. Like, 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 like we just have to be ready to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like, if they yeah. miss it, it'll be due to injuries. Yeah, but th- this We're will be the favorite going into every single for sure. season for, for the sure. next five years. Plain and simple. Because from top to bottom, this is from top to bottom. This yeah, is a I mean, well-built team. It's just it's a well-oiled machine, and it'll never run out. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because because we we just ended with one like with now the we Patriots, have the Chiefs. and now we it's like, like have the, the NFL Chiefs. just tells us you're never gonna run out of a dynasty. We're just gonna keep them going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? That's football for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. All right. Oh man, ending this one here. Ooh. Uh, here back go. to our question that we usually have. These are all right. um, great questions. I'm ready. So. <laughs> Yeah, so this question today, we'll, okay. we'll go back to wrestling right. for this one. Um, so looking at who's already confirmed for the Men's Royal Rumble, who do you think is in the final okay. four from who's so already confirmed? For both or just for... So, okay. Uh, let's okay, do so both. who's already yeah. confirmed in the Men's? I don't even know this. this so okay. men's confirmed. I, I have a pulled up right here. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke, Big E, John Morrison, Sheamus, Mustafa oh, Ali. And oh, that's, that's easy now. Just hearing it in the final four? Um, Edge. Yeah. I can probably, if I'm being honest, I could probably, I'm already thinking of who's going to be the final four in my head already. Like, listening to all, listing all the names you just listed, like, I can already see three of them being in the final four. Because I see Randy Orton being in it. Okay. I see Edge being in it. And then I see, um, what's his name? What's his name? Daniel Bryan being in it. I see those three, like, being maybe three of the final four. But then, like, I also think, like, I don't know who else is going to be, like, a surprise entrant. Like, what if freaking Brock Lesnar comes out and then he just freaking runs rampant and then just run, ruins it all for everybody. Yeah. So, like, um, but, yeah, I, yeah Edge is going to be a Final Four for me. That's a guarantee in the lockup. Like, it, 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 especially with the promo he pulled and everything. And, yeah, it, it's pretty obvious that they're going to – unless they do Edge like they did Daniel Bryan, but, I mean – yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a, a tough one because the the, the mm-hmm. three guys you named are all like older dudes. Like, and Edge is coming back from mm-hmm. his injury. He's been out for seven months now, and two of the guys like Randy Orton and Edge. But like, are both it, in the it always seems like Randy Orton's in the final four, though. And and we never know. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think Randy Orton's thing is that the fiend will somehow come out and like toss oh, him out. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, like I was like, thinking of that too. Separate thing. Um I think it's gonna end up being okay, so I'm gonna do two SmackDown guys. Oh really? Well, probably three SmackDown guys extra here. I'm gonna go uh Daniel Bryan, Jay Uso and Big E You have Big E being in the final that's four? Three of them. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I think 
I think that, that, that they're going to use this to kind of push him and push the, the IC title and to show that he's, like, a big player. But um, if they don't push Big E, then I'm going to do two SmackDown, two Raw. I'm going to do Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. And then I'm going to do AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. Just from these, yeah. just from the yeah. names that we have. Like, exactly. I don't know who else will be added into the Rumble. But just from the names we have, I like Daniel Bryan. I like Jey yeah, Uso. I like those four. Bobby Lashley those are good and four. AJ Styles. I like the ring. Yeah. Because I, I think Bobby can push Drew mm-hmm. and, so and AJ is damn AJ's good with, and then he has well. that bodyguard too. So yeah, so uh, I, mm-hmm. I I I like those four to be in the yeah. final four from these names here. Uh, on the women's side, it's a lot less names that they've given us. It's uh, Nia Jax, Charlotte, uh, Bianca, Bailey. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Shayna Baszler, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. Ruby Riot, and Tamina. Yeah, these names. Um, I'm gonna yeah, go Alexa Bliss because she she'll be possessed by the fiend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shayna Baszler, they need to push her again. Um, you know who got a push, but kind of like, 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 like they got a a, a big moment was Peyton Royce mm-hmm. when she pinned Bailey at a. Uh, at, at at like Survivor Series yeah. and then like she yeah, kind of like disappeared weird. after that again. So, I I hope they push her and they let her get and they let her rack up mm-hmm. some some elims. But um, I don't think she'll be in the final four. So I'm gonna go Shayna, Alexa Bliss, uh, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte from these four names. From, from, yeah, from, from, from these four, I would say Bianca people. Belair. Uh, Bailey would be another one. Um. And then you said uh, Charlotte would be another one. And the way and the way it's going right now, I don't yes, know if she's declared dreamy. yet. I would go Lacey Evans. Yeah, because all those four are feuding okay. with each other, basically. So I think it'll set up like that. Yeah, that's true. You got to wait to see what other women they announce. It'll, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this is only like yeah, a third. Yeah, I have a really strong feeling that Becky Lynch is coming back at the Royal Rumble. I have a really strong feeling that she's coming back. Man, like if she comes back, yeah. well, so does yeah. um Seth Rollins. Yeah, I can see him being, see a, can see him being a big player in there too. Like, 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 what if Rollins comes back and takes out like uh, like he comes back and he goes for, like Jay Uso and takes him out and. Mm-hmm. He sets up his whole feud yeah, with that's Roman, and he wins Roman, the I think. Yeah. Like, like, like he wants to like go up against like, 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 like the tribe. All right, it's done. Like they got their coach, his family. You know, the Texans just got their coach. They just hired David Cooley. I saw that. <laughs> saw oh that. my gosh, we called hire. it! <laughs> wow, yeah. we called it. David Cooley is going to be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. Oh. <laughs> is oh, wow. this guy? I can't believe it. That is freaking crazy. In the middle of our recording, the Texans hired their next head coach. Oh. 65 years old. All right. He, um, oh, man. man, who is this dude? And why are we hiring him? Oh, man, that is crazy. They wow. Yeah, uh, 32 minutes ago, Aaron Wilson tweeted, 
Texans head, head coaching candidate David Cooley is remaining in Houston overnight for additional meetings. And then Tom Pelissaro, 10 minutes ago, Texans are working towards the deal with David Cooley to make him the next head coach. And then John McClain, an hour ago, I expect David Cooley to be hired over Leslie Frazier's Texans crazy. coach. So, wow. Well, like look at that. Cooley. Breaking news on the ADZ podcast. Well, man. <laughs> breaking news. David Cooley expected to be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. <laughs> wow. What a day. But yeah, um, like I want to see like I'd like to see Rhea Ripley like on the main roster, like get her in the top four. Um, but yeah, outside of that, these names aren't really that like inspiring. So hopefully we get some like some mm-hmm. some NXT talent in here. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's what we need, we need at this. Point. Yeah, you need they need to start pushing the NXT because there's so many there's so much good people in NXT right now, and I think a lot of them need to get up to the main. But hopefully they don't ruin them. Yeah, uh, who, it's, um, who's the NXT champion again? It's the Finn Balor. Finn Balor's the NXT champion. Oh, uh, Io Shirai. No, 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 the, 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 the women's. Oh, yeah, she needs to come up. She's been yeah, down. She, She's she been down in NXT for too long. Her and like Ray Ripley, like they need to come up. Uh, I know like uh, Amber Moon is is back down there with on on NXT. Like she has mm-hmm. experience like, on the main roster. Like bring her back up potentially. Um, let like, like I say, let like Raquel Gonzalez is a good one. Dakota Kai um, is another one. Yeah, like yeah. Let, like transition to like Shotzi Blackheart already. Mm-hmm. Like let her mm-hmm. like get her yeah. like with the NXT Women's Championship. That way she can have her experience and yeah, there's, there's, move her up within the next yeah. year. Or so mm-hmm. and like, they're we, adding more and like, more like, talent, talent to there. NXT. It's just it's crazy how much talent they're adding to it. And how much like how how good are like how good they are at yeah. finding like people in the indies that are being successful right now in the indies and just hitting off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> before we start rambling about all this, because so tomorrow, so tomorrow's episode of mm-hmm. the A to Z podcast will be a wrestling centered one. We talked about our football stuff. Yep. Uh, there is no game this weekend. The Super Bowl is in two weeks. You you can't expect. A podcast mm-hmm. next week talking about our our Super Bowl preview. We'll go matchups. We'll pick our favorites to win. That kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so tomorrow's episode will be a wrestling centered one for all y'all. If y'all are interested in wrestling, feel free to tune into that one. I think it'll be a good one. We'll talk a bunch of wrestling about the like Royal Rumble. We'll go more in depth on who we want to see in it. Uh, surprise! <laughs> I have a really, kind of <laughs> I um, have a really curious one for the men. A really. Big one. <laughs> All right. It's so, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to, to, to hit that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for listening. This is the A to Z podcast. Y'all know where to find me at Freddie Inferno on every and I'm platform. Kevin Zambrano, um, the Z of this podcast. And you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, and everywhere. Just look up ESPN Zambrano as well. And there you go with that. Yep. This see you is tomorrow. The A to Z podcast.